0: Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, a big part about this podcast that I love so much is being able to interview people that really inspire me and that I'm curious about the kinds of work they're doing so that I can share more knowledge, more information and more paths to healing with you all. Now, I came across Eric Lileson, this week's guest, as he was advertising one of his family constellation workshops. Now, if you haven't heard of this, this is something that I've been intrigued by for years since starting my healing journey, and I've never actually had the opportunity to participate in one. So I wanted to ask him as a psychologist and as someone with almost 35 years of experience, actually, almost, just over 30 years of experience, what Family Constellation Therapy is, also a little bit about the work that he's doing and what he's noticed in terms of trends, having worked as a psychologist, uh, since 1988. So this interview I really enjoyed not only because Eric is just a true truly lovely individual but also because it's heartwarming to me to know that there are men like Eric out there in the world doing such an amazing amount of work in this world and being of such amazing service. So it was a real honor speaking with Eric and this interview also includes Links to find out more about his workshops and tons of resources and information. So, absolutely loved this chat with Eric Loveson from Essential Wholeness, and I know you're going to get a lot out of this interview. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever. Be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, it's an absolute honour to be sitting down this morning and speaking with Eric, who is going to be sharing with us a whole lot, I'm sure, in the next half an hour, as much as I can possibly uh, squeeze out of him in terms of information and knowledge. And Eric, you're joining us from Sydney's Northern Beaches. How are you this morning?
1: Excellent. Thank you, Juliet. Nice to be talking with
0: you. Yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation and I really appreciate your time. So thank you. So first of all, for our listeners, can you just share a little bit about you and the, the, the journey that you've been on in your life's work up until now?
1: Well, uh, I, as you can tell, I'm not from Australia originally. I was born in uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And in 1954, it <laughs> uh, seems like a long time ago now, but I was also very lucky to grow up at a time, you know, in the 60s in, around San Francisco when there was this tremendous uh, awakening, really, of human consciousness. And um, I, uh, when I was, well, I went to one year of uni studying engineering and kind of woke up to the fact that I was probably not men- meant to be an engineer and uh went off to santa cruz um and it's, this was a mecca of alternative um uh way you know healing spiritual uh, different paths you know people coming out from india and tibet and everywhere in the world bringing uh, the kind of east and east west on the other side of the monterey bay from santa cruz is eslan which is you know kind of maybe the mecca of progressive psychotherapy and spiritual sort of um, practices in the West. So I was really in the hotbed of this. I was, I became a member, a founding member of the primal yoga fellowship which is kind of uh, based on kind of primal therapy, but kind of somatic based psychotherapy, it kind of blended with spiritual practices while living in, commune up in the beautiful redwood forest of the Santa Cruz Mountains. So I was very fortunate
2: to be part of a kind of very intimate spiritual community, psychotherapeutic movement that was happening in California at the time. Probably, lead, I mean, I don't want to be
1: egotistical about it, but I think probably leading the world in that area and during that, at least at that time, in this kind of, um, East meets West, psychotherapy meets spirituality.
2: Mm.
1: And um, then uh, I eventually decided to go to, after kind of being a, you know, kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of new age therapist working with people, I decided to go to university and, you know, get all my credentials as a psychologist. Uh, and And from there, it's sort of been going from one. You know, learning to another, because you know, once you get on this path of kind of awakening to uh, healing and 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 spiritual uh, knowledge, I guess you might say, um, you know, the kind of path doesn't really end; it takes you from one thing to another. I've um, I have Buddhist, a Tibetan Buddhist teacher, Lama Ola, who I you know really worked in deeply with for quite a long time. I have other teachers like Anjushanti, um, Gagaji, Eli. Um, I have a good friend, um, Rick Hansen, who's kind of leading the way in neuroscience and Buddhism in the world. And uh, my friends, uh, Richard Chambers and Melvin, who's kind of, a, one of the mindfulness experts in Australia mindfulness and education. And, Uh, fortunate enough to have really good friends and a community of people that support people's awakening really.
2: Mm.
0: And so that's led you to now starting your own private practice in northern beaches but also running several you know different events workshops and retreats so tell us a bit more about the work that you're doing right now.
1: Yeah well I'm just always trying to pass on what I think works (laughs) Um, like yourself, I'm trained in LP and Ericksonian hypnosis. I've actually trained with a lot of the, um, great Ericksonian therapists, of, you know, Steve Gilligan, Ernie Rossi, Michael Yapko, um, uh, Jeff Zeig, as well as, uh, you know, um, John Grinder, and um, anyway, I've been kind of around a long time in that area. I've also, you know, I've done a lot of work in all sorts of positive psychology areas. So I'm, I'm in private practice. I'm helping people also a lot with relationship problems. Probably about 40% of my practice is working with couples and helping them really open up to that kind of uh, honesty and openness and loving intimacy that they can achieve. I've also got so. In addition to the family constellations that I'll be, you know, talking to you about, I guess, in some depth, I do run uh, workshops on uh, understanding your personality type, your ego structure, and and a system called the Enneagram, which is an ancient system coming out of the Middle East, but uh, it's kind of relatively new in the West, coming out in the kind of 1960s. And so, I really help people see how to how they put themselves in a box and their own ego structure and how they limit themselves. And of course, once you can see how you limit yourself, it's, you can actually see how not to limit yourself. Um, our, our kind of compulsions of personality, our ego styles there, they, we, we can easily become identified with them and think that's who we
2: are. We can think we are our rigidities and our limitations or our,
1: um, uh, uh, limitations so, it, uh, so I help that's one of the kind of the workshops that I run I, that's a pretty in-depth training I do for both the public as also, and also for professionals you know people want to work with people and really understand how to help them deeply um, I have a book that's kind of based on, it's called Essential Wholeness, Integral Psychotherapy, Spiritual Awakening, and the Enneagram. So anybody's interested in knowing a little bit more about that in my approach, uh, that's probably the best resource you can go to.
2: Um, I
1: also run, it's kind of still related to that, I run uh, Meditation Mindfulness and uh, the Psychology of Awakening courses, which
2: really distill... Uh, the wisdom I've gained from uh, people on the planet, I think, you know, um, true, uh, you know, kind of
1: spiritual masters that I've been fortunate enough to be on retreat with and be in relationship with, you know, over, you know, 10, 20 years. So I passed that on a very distilled, you know, kind of, you know, useful and practical and non- what would you say, Kind of non-jargonistic, you know, kind of yeah. you know, really down-to-earth practical applications of the deepest spiritual kind of insights that the masters of antiquity have passed on to us, as well as you know what modern neuroscience is teaching us about that. And um, and then I also do these uh, retreats of different lengths, sometimes a day, sometimes a few days. Uh, what I call uh, wild meditations where uh, groups of people go out in nature and really learn how to open up to the uh, magic beauty and love of nature as well as, you know, going deep within themselves to kind of discover a deeper connection to their true spiritual nature and their own, you know, kind of deepest human nature. So those are, the things that i'm doing i'm pretty busy (laughs) i was
0: just going to say you must have a pretty full schedule but it's all you know aligned with your your purpose and your passion so i'm sure it gives you just as much energy as as what you're giving
1: it's not really work to me it's just what i love to do so um and i'm just sharing with people what i
2: love and what i find really makes my life rich and full and meaningful yeah
0: yeah well it's it's wonderful and you know the reason that I reached out to you as as I mentioned is being really curious about this family constellation work and I'd love if you could talk a little bit about that and in terms of the Enneagram I know that You've, uh, you've got a resource on your website for people who want to find out a bit more. There's a free test that you have on the website that people can do if they want to find out a bit more about their type and then can you know, look at your, your schedule. There's a big a big list of all the things that you do on your site so people can definitely find out more there. But yeah, I'd love to dive deep in, in this in this time that we have together to really understand what, what's this whole family constellation uh, therapy or workshop or process? Because I've heard that it's really powerful. I haven't personally experienced it, but I'm very keen to get to one of your workshops. So I'd love if you can share a bit about the background and and some of the process uh, as much as you can share without people actually having a direct experience of
1: it. Yeah, okay. Uh, i do my best, Juliette. Although yeah. it's a little bit like trying to describe um, to someone, what chocolate is,
0: yeah, without ever having
1: <laughs> without chocolate. them having the chocolate, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, work. I well, I'll do my best. I do my best. Um, uh, Family constellations uh, is was devised by or kind of put together by um, uh, um, German psychologist Bert Hellinger, and uh, he. He had been a Catholic priest, a, a missionary, and he'd been working in Africa with the um, and, and different African tribes, uh, different indigenous people there, where he ended up learning, probably as he talks about it, more from them than he and then thought he had to teach them. <laughs> and they had uh, there were some, I think it was the Zulu. I, I can't remember, but I think it was the Zulu that he was with. where there was problems in the tribe or there's problems in relation you know marriage and stuff that they would have these rituals where people would seem to be acting out different roles of different um, members of the community and and then having these kind of healing ritual kind of interactions that um, brought things to light and and, and made men's or you know brought forgiveness to where there was resentment and stuff it was very powerful what he later found out was that people weren't acting and what you find and 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 when he's brought back to um you know the west and to the north i guess (laughs) if you're coming from africa to germany is that there's this powerful thing that can happen when well more two or more are gathered in the name of healing Is that we can open up to our ancestors and we can open up to other people's energy and be a representative, you know, kind of be able to represent um, the truth that these people, you know, are carrying. So what we see in um, family constellations is, well, basically the way it works is. Uh, The way, and I'll just tell you how we do it here is that we have uh, usually about sixteen people sitting in a circle, sixteen participants plus myself and my partner Catherine also helps to kind of hold the space, and
2: uh, you know, um,
1: for for everybody to really show up fully, and uh, one person will have an issue that they want to work on that you know. That maybe you know they've even been to therapy or they've been working on, and you know they still would really
2: like greater freedom, clarity. Uh, you know, to whatever's going on in their life, and feel freer and more at peace. So, as the facilitator,
1: I you know we interview them, and it's basically a kind of a solution-focused interview where I really get help them get clear on what they want and where they're stuck also kind of just ask a little about about the key existential issues in their life, the big things in their lives and in their parents and possibly even their grandparents' lives, things like, you know, uh, deaths, uh, affairs, um, wars, um, migration, uh, infidelity, um, these kinds of things that obviously make a big impact you know, impression on people's lives, and sometimes people are aware of a lot of those sorts of things, and sometimes they're not. You know, they're not even aware of some of the kind of um, major events in their family's history, but those can come out in the constellation. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Mm. So then, after I get a basic idea of the the kind of problem and the goal, then um, I ask the Person who's doing the constellation to pick people to represent um, the key people that have to do with the issue. So um, let's so uh, quite often it would start off with someone to rep- represent themselves. And let's say they're having some marital problems. Well then, you know, we'd have someone to represent their Wife, and if they told me that you know their you know their mother's been kind of interfering in their marriage a lot, or kind of making things more difficult, well then it might also include the mother, at least to start out with. So then they place they, they you know choose these people. Then I have them go around, stand behind the representative, and then put their hands on them. And then it's kind of like a giant Ouija board, <laughs> you know you, they in, just intuitively place each person in the space where they just feel like they belong mm. in especially in relationship to the other representatives
2: so
0: they literally like will position one person to stand you know a meter to their left and then they'll say okay this my mother actually needs to be 10 meters away and that could be
1: representative. Of yeah, that's right. And But it's not so much that they think that in advance. It's more like they have their hands on the representative and they just walk around kind of dousing <laughs> where they feel like they belong. Don't, it's not an intellectual exercise. It's really drawing on people's intuition and the wisdom of the body because our bodies know what's true.
2: Our minds can really you know, confuse the matter with our concepts, and I uh, kind of like you say. Oh, I think my mother should be over there, ten you know meters away. And I said, well, maybe,
1: but let's just guide your the representative over there and see whether that actually feels right. That's, and you know, quite often it isn't what people think. In fact, that's the main thing I have to be cautious as a facilitator that people aren't doing what they think should be done. Of course, this is true in people's lives in general, but but more following their intuition about where it feels right, where they feel settled inside when they guide that person to that position. Now, this is where things get really interesting. Because once people are placed and then you know the person's, you know, whose constellation is you know sits back down I start going around and interviewing the other these the participants and what starts to happen is they start to report thoughts and feelings and impressions that seem to be coming from the person they're representing in fact yeah, they can start having quite strong feelings like out of nowhere and As an example, I I had a um, constellation where this um, man is looking across at this other woman who turns out, you know, in the constellation was his sister-in-law, and they were just like so in love (laughs) or in lust or something. Really strong energetic connection between the... um, It was... The between a, a husband, between, um, let's see, the sister-in-law, the, the, the sister of that man's wife. You know, so it was quite clear that they might be having an affair. What was really interesting is the person, it's constellation, it was constellation, and then it was the, um, the daughter of the f- husband, the, the father, whose constellation it was. She went home and checked with her mom and said, Mom, did Dad have an affair with Aunt Susan, you know, at some point. And her mother kind of went white. Yeah. And said, who told you that? How did you know that? So this is where sometimes, you know, you can get a hypothesis about something that gets revealed. And then, of course, once the truth is told, one of the things that I find that really enables healing in families or in relationships or just with in, individuals is the truth being told? No matter how ugly or sordid or morally incorrect or whatever it is, that forgiveness and acceptance and,
2: you know, kind of um, being able to move on doesn't. is acknowledged. And so one of the things that the constellation does is as. I'm
1: moving around and interviewing people. Basically, I'm helping these representatives tell the truth for the family. Because, As a representative, you don't have any, you know, attachment to the image of this family. And this is where, you know, families are often more concerned about how they appear to the outside world or even to one another. Than they are in the actual substance, and you know how actually loving and close and trusting they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had you know worked with families, you know where there's been ch- child sexual abuse, you know, and you know it's not a very common thing. There's a guy whose father was molesting him for seven years, and I said, "Have you ever told your mother that?" You know, about your dad molesting you. Here's a grown man by this point. Says, No, I've never told my mom. Why? Oh, because it would destroy her. Yeah. And I said, Well, would it destroy her, or would it destroy her idea of her, Mm -hmm. her image of her marriage? And says, Oh, yeah, well, her image. Mm -hmm. So I'm so I'm saying, and and this is and so what you're saying is in your family, the image is more important than the substance, even even to... That
0: is the case a lot of the time, isn't it?
1: That's the case a lot of the time. But what you see in the constellations is really how painful that is and often how the roots of it, because sometimes there's the constellation is evolving, I've got to add in other people. You know, i got to add in, because it's obviously the problem that you know, the mother is having with her son and that's having on their marriage has to do with issues in her marriage. So we might have to bring in the father too, or, or of course, there's things that happen in her childhood or, you know, that, and her maybe father was traumatized by, you know, fighting in the war and then brought his PTSD back to the family. And, you know, and it kind of was never talked about, but, you know, kind of, his alcoholism and violence, you know, and emotional uh, detachment really made it hard for his daughter to feel loved. And then, you know, she's... And then her woundedness, of course, and her inadequacies then make it hard for her to be there for her children and it gets kind of passed on down the line.
0: Yeah, and so just to sort of backtrack a little bit from what you were talking about, about, you know, really the the person that has raised the issue guiding the the people that are relevant to it to the different spaces I mean I'm sure there's a lot more complexity to this but I'm having a few sort of thoughts come to mind about I guess the fact that you know from what I teach is that perception is projection and that we're projecting you know our thoughts feelings beliefs and also who people are and how they show up for us into the world around us all the time and so is it that these people who act as representatives then the the person who has brought the issue or the center influence whatever their their projections are that's then creating that person almost like how you know I'll have a, a I'll have a client who says that they will keep bringing themselves the same partner but in different forms because they keep projecting the same issues onto whichever you know relationship they get into so it's interesting Yeah
1: well that's one layer of it that's kind of true
0: yeah, I'm even thinking about, you know, perceptual positions in NLP a little bit as well, but it's just like, you know, and even some of what I don't know if you've researched much of Dr. John D. Martini's work, but what he does at the end of the breakthrough sessions as well. There's a lot of I can see that perhaps a lot of these methodologies are drawn from the family constellation side of things. Well it, I
1: think it's a, the family constellations conceptualize in a little bit different way. It's it's um um True, what you're saying in terms of how people keep recreating it, but it, um, constellations seem to reveal something that Rupert Sheldrake calls anthropomorphic fields, or morphic fields. Basically, saying that, you know, um, and also great, you know, being a student of NLP, you know, uh, um, Gregory Bateson also said this, you know, he says, you know, we're in mind, mind's not in us. Yeah. You know we have there's a field of intelligence um what again Sheldrake calls a morphic field it's what guides schools of fish or flocks of geese to be able to fly in unison, and you know they're not kind of looking at each other and you know trying to judge well, how do I stay in alignment they're part of a larger field of intelligence.
0: Where you just let go and, and, you know, really, I mean, for the people who are participating, just allowing that intuitive flow to to go. Yeah, so basically
1: people are, as you're, as a representative, you're stepping into the morphic field of um, the person who's doing the constellation. Now, this is a naturally occurring thing in you know psychotherapy, they've noticed this for a long time, this phenomena of the therapist start feeling will start feeling the feelings of the and feeling towards the client, the same kind of feelings that maybe that client's father has towards you know their son or daughter. You know, they call it um counter transference is the you know, is the kind of term for it. Of course, also the client tends to project onto the therapist, you know, and the, the impression that, you know, this is just like my dad. But it isn't just um, the exchange that creates that. I mean, yes, it gets kind of reinforced by the behavior,
2: and the tone of voice and all these kinds of things but it's actually more it's, it's actually a, a field
1: of intelligence it's a pattern that's there in the field and so with constellations is what we're try, what we're actually doing is bringing the field into alignment with truth So instead of the field being confused with all these lies and deception and repression and, you know, denial and uh, just little bit by little bit, we say, well, what happens when we allow the truth to be spoken within the field? Of course, when the truth is spoken and things are able to be resolved, then you don't have to keep repeating the pattern. So what we, you know, Freud discovered and what Buddha discovered is that you know, even long before Freud, is that there's this people have this repetition compulsion. You know, this tendency to repeat, like you were saying with, you know, your client or whatever. You know, to repeat the same patterns over and over again, may have the same kind of relationships. And it's not just over and over in my life. It's it's a pattern that's coming down through my ancestors. Yeah, <laughs> it's been in our ancestral field for you know, uh, generations. And so what it would appear that Constellation seems to be able to do is uh, change the way the field is organized and then miraculously, not only does the client who comes in, you know, find that they're perceiving things differently, they go into their other relationships like with their family members, and discovered, oh, things have really shifted. And then they continue to shift where they've been stuck for maybe generations. Things start, love starts to flow more freely. Very, quite quite profound.
0: I, I, and how many years, you've been teaching this, this workshop for a few years now, you said. And I've, been,
1: I've been involving family constellations for about, 18 years but I've been running them myself for um a little over four years now
0: wonderful and like I think you've done a great job of explaining it without someone being able to actually experience it and I think you know it wouldn't even do justice to the almost for lack of a a better word almost the magic that would unfold in that kind of setting and, and with that that space and that process to allow it to happen so that's really you know really Really good.
1: There's one thing that I think is really important Mm. to kind of emphasize because I know we probably have to wrap up soon. And that is what's palpable and amazing. What everybody says, every constellation I ever run, which is part of why I keep doing it, says is how much love there is when people are willing to, you know, represent the truth and speak the truth and acknowledge the truth no matter how, how ugly how seemingly unforgivable and horrendous it is how when the truth is spoken when people are willing to humble themselves and you know apologize mm-hmm. or bow to their ancestors and just honor them even them even in their imperfection that love really flows so much more freely
0: yeah it's it's really beautiful and i can imagine a lot of different you know potential outcomes and having been involved in it for over 18 years i can't imagine the the broad range of situations and circumstances you've witnessed it, it supporting people to act mm. that freedom of you know, no longer being trapped in the, the patterns and the cycles and the projections, I suppose. So, oh, yeah. and, you know, I, I say this a lot, but I feel like I could just talk to you for hours and pick your brain about so many things. But I think, you know, for for the benefit of the listeners, my suggestion would be to, to seek out, you know, if there's some things that we've talked about today to reach out and to look at the different workshops a lot of them are based in New South Wales but I am going to be having a chat with Eric about uh, potentially running some down in Adelaide so if you're listening to this podcast and you're in South Australia then please send me through an email and let me know if that's something that you would be interested in attending either you know a family their family constellation or Enneagram workshop and um, I'd love to see if we could get you here to to share some of your wisdom down here as well so um, i know your next retreat's happening in march as well early march and yeah you've got a lot of things happening but i think first step i'm going to grab a copy of your book so those listening you can Get his book off his website as well, and the link will be in the the podcast episode link. You can click on that to go onto Eric's website and find out more about the beautiful work that that he's doing. So, you know, Eric, I really want to say a huge thank you. You've uh, you've stirred a lot of things in me as well in terms of just what what you're doing as well. It's really inspiring that you're bringing in so many aspects, but you've got these perfect know um spaces to be able to present the different elements that you're providing. And and I suppose it's a further support to the clients in private practice as well. So is that, do you tend to find that there's a lot of crossover from the clients you work with in private practice that do your workshops and retreats? Or is it?
2: Yeah. 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 Although
1: they're not 100%, you know, kind of. Uh, um, but, yeah, there's
2: yeah.
1: people do my workshops who are my clients, but
2: not. Wonderful and um aren't my clients who love the
0: yeah sorry it just dropped out then what did you say
1: yeah it's not a hundred percent kind of overlay you know it's like you know yes a lot of my clients participate in workshops but also there's you know lots of other people from the greater community that like to mm. that are not needing my you know personal therapy with me but are really excited to participate in the workshops
0: that's so wonderful and so I'd love to ask if knowing you know the the people who listen to this podcast regularly and the stage that they're kind of at in their journey of healing and awakening and really finding their purpose and, and and really wanting to clear the past and live a life that is authentic and on purpose what do you have any sort of suggestions or tips or anything a takeaway that the listeners can can have after listening to this
1: well, uh, I think it's really important, and to and I, and you know, I know I, I learned this in NLP too. You know, a long time ago, an ecology check. You know, I think mean, it's what it used to be called. I'm not sure what it's called now, but um, you know, really, the, it's so important to check in with whatever you're saying or whatever you're uh, thinking about to notice whether it, it resonates in your body as true. Because when we speak the truth, we feel at peace. We feel kind of quiet and at ease, and kind of settled. When we're trying to hold on to a belief or an idea or an agenda that's not really in alignment with who, what our truth is, what our what we truly are, then we're not comfortable in our bodies. So you really listen to your body because your greatest potential, realizing your greatest potential is just to be completely in alignment with who you are that needs no effort to be what you are. You just need to honor what you are. And your body is a truth meter. It's like a it's like a lie detector. <laughs> it lets you know when you're in alignment with truth and when you're not. Because when you're not in alignment, you suffer needlessly. When you are in alignment, you you feel at peace, at the least, in the flow or in love at the best.
0: Hmm. Well, I couldn't agree more. And even just listening to you say that brought another depth of feeling of peace. So when I think it's not only when we speak the truth we feel at peace but also when we hear truth yes it resonates with us as well so thank you so much and um yeah i'm really grateful for your time and also getting to know you a bit more and i'd love to have a chat to you about some some things that we could potentially get you to come to south australia to to bring some of this knowledge to
2: Mm,
1: awesome julia i'd love to
0: yeah, well let's have a bit more of a chat about that but I'll I'll let you go now have a beautiful rest of your day and um and yeah I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future and you'll probably be seeing me at some of some of your things too because I'm you know I think you know as a teacher the best thing I can be is a is is a good best teachers the best students as well I believe so
1: yeah it's couldn't couldn't <laughs> and you know, argue with that, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> awesome, well, thank you so much. And yeah, all the links will be up for Eric's site on the show notes. So if you've listened to this, you've gotten something or you're curious for more, then definitely get in touch. Thank you again, Eric. All
1: right, Julie. bye-bye.
0: That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.